This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick to two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to one hundred dollars. Must be eighteen year older, nineteen year older in Alabama and Nebraska, twenty one or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call one eight hundred Next Step. In New York, call one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Pulse Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is August 29th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Tyler McGill killed it. It's Tyler McGill again. 243 ERA and a .90 whip is what he had in 2022 before he had his injury. That was the six starts that we loved. And this felt like that against the Rangers. Six innings, one to run, five hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts. I'm excited about this. Um, the next start he gets is against the Mariners. I'm not going to tell you that he's so, so back because the slider only had a few whiffs here. And it was a good fastball, but this was really just a fastball doing well and then finding enough gloves. But eight strikeouts and surviving against the Rangers? You got to get a little pumped about that. So Tyler McGill is should be on your list to be a pickup. Johan Aviedo against the Royals. Complete game shutout, if you can believe it. Now, keep in mind, he allowed 10 earned runs in two straight games before his last game of one earned run and then this one. Unfortunately, I still don't like the fastball. And it's really just a fastball slider combination. I feel he got really lucky with balls in play. So I'm not trusting Johan Aviedo, but good stuff here against the Royals. Now, Blake Snell against the, the Cardinals ace is going to ace. Luis Severino against the Tigers, 12 whiffs on 52 four-seamers. Got the win, zero and runs in seven innings, eight strikeouts. That's great. Now he gets the Astros, so no thank you. It's nice to see 11 out of 15 slider strikes at 53% CSW. Not a ton of whiffs on it, though. And this is really a blame it on the Tigers for the most part, as I do not want to start Luis Severino against the Astros. Cal Harrison, okay. Between him and Grayson Rodriguez, I liked Grayson Rodriguez's start more. Grayson Rodriguez did really well. Um, looks like an absolute ace these days. Six innings of zero and runs against the White Sox. And yeah, he just feels so good. With Kyle Harrison, yes, 41% CSW, 11 strikeouts, 6.1 innings, zero and runs, three hits and just two walks. He earned the win against the Reds in San Francisco. I feel there was a bit of a blame it on the Reds. His four-seamer is obviously better than the numbers would suggest. That is a lot of awkward swings on it and taken for called strikes inside the zone. The Reds struggled to hit this pitch. The slider slash curve, whatever you want to call it, they call it a slurve on Savant. It's fine. It had some good swings and misses, but for the most part, it's not that consistent of a pitch. And while it did well here... I don't really buy that Kyle Harrison will have that command moving forward. In short, this felt like an Andrew Heaney or even a Tony Singrani start to me. If you remember him, where there are these days where he just looks great 
and I don't know if I can buy the command. I'm, I think Kyle Harrison's fastball is better than Heaney's or Singrani's. Don't get me wrong here. It, it's just he's not really in command of it all. And without a deep repertoire, it's really just chucking fastballs in there and hoping that they get enough strikes. He even had a walk that was uh, a 3-1 pitch that was so far out of the zone. And then it was called a strike for 3-2 and then a swing and a miss on a fastball that was also away. But after the call beforehand, he got a swing and miss on that, right? Kyle Harrison, to me, I think this is the ceiling that we don't see replicated. And I wish I could be more excited about it but it just doesn't feel like Kyle Harrison is going to have this command a ton moving forward. Brian Wu against the Athletics did well exactly what he should do against the Athletics. You know, not the most amount of four-seamer whiffs, just four of them, but he did get four cutter whiffs. He had good sinkers inside to right-handers. Um, good place here for Brian Wu. Uh, Adam Wainwright did well, one earned run in six innings, and he could not get the win against the San Diego Padres. It's unfortunate. Poor fella, he had to go opposite of Blake Snell. So he's still two wins away. And yeah, a 1.83 whip with eight hits and three walks and six innings and just one strikeout. But ah, poor guy. Uh, Reese Olsen did really well against the Yankees. 4.1 innings of one and around three hits of four walks and 10 Ks. You're in 20 whiffs for a gallows pole in four walks and 100 pitches and 4.1 innings. It's so strange. It reminds me of that old Carlos Martinez start against the Yankees where there was a ton of strikeouts and a ton of walks. It was just like all true outcome stuff. or three true outcome stuff there um he has a nice schedule race Olson. white Sox twice and on the reds and i feel like that's not a bad ad the changeup had four whiffs i wanted to see kind of more overwhelming stuff from that i mean it was a really good slider four seamer and, and singer did well we're in here i think for the short term um but there is a volatile floor here like this is he's a cherry bomb for the most part but maybe he is finding something that's more consistent that he can extract, extract against the White Sox here. Uh, Wade Miley did exactly what you wanted Toby to do against the Cubs. Got you a win, 200 runs in six innings. It was four hits, zero walks, and one strikeout. I mean, yay, Babbitt, Lords. But the cutter was and changeup are both really well spotted. So he deserved a lot of that success um, with that good command. And as long as he has those cutters going arm side a ton and changeups falling down and arm side, uh, that's good. Cutter, I'm sorry, glove side and not arm side for Wade Miley. Um, but that's good stuff there. Uh, Zach Greinke does whatever he does all the time. I mean, whatever. He just is, and we don't start him in fantasy. Austin Gomber uh, against Atlanta, 2.2 innings, of 200 runs for its two walks, 1K. I mean, we didn't expect anything from this, but then also there's a back injury that took him out early. But yeah, we didn't really expect anything, of course. Uh, John Gray was great opposite Tyler McGill. Six innings, three runs, four hits, one walk, but nine strikeouts. The slider was great. The four-seamer was elevated. This is what we've been waiting for. I've been saying this. Um, when John Gray wasn't doing so well, it was just a matter of time before he got that fastball back. He's in rhythm right now. I just hope he can keep that rhythm and stay there. Uh, Tywin Walker against the Angels got the win 5.2 innings, 300 runs, 8 hits, 2 walks, and 6 strikeouts, 14 whiffs as he had 7 splitter whiffs, but the fastball is about 92, at least it's not sub-91, but it's supposed to be 93-94, I feel like it's just going to get worse, and I just don't want to, I don't want to trust Tywin Walker, I really don't. Uh, Kevin Gosman had a 96 mile per hour fastball and double digit splitter whiffs, and yet it was near a very poor quality start. Weird. He got a win at least, so that's cool. Chris Sale went against the Astros. Andrew Abbott pitched as well. Bryce Elder had a start, and so many others. And we're going to talk about all of those and today and tomorrow's starters after this break. 
This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLIST and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or older, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Chris Dale went against the Astros for a second time, touched 97 miles per hour, got nine slider whiffs. But 4.2 innings, 300 runs, 7 hits, 2 walks, 6 Ks. You can see that line. You can be disappointed. But it was the Astros. And now he has a much better schedule. So we're just going to indefinitely start Chris Sale moving forward. Andrew Abbott had another disappointing start. And against the Giants here, you really, I thought he would be a lot better. Uh, it's very disappointing. 3.1 innings, 300 runs, 5 hits, 3 walks, and 6 Ks. It just wasn't him clicking with his four-seamer nor his breaking balls. Yeah, I mean, I think he's still go for it against the Cubs. I, it's so strange to be at this point after Abbott was so good in the beginning, and I kept telling everybody to temper their expectations. And then he's doing poorly, and now everyone wants to jump off. I'm like, well, no, he's he's neither. He's neither cooked nor the dopest, right? He's just another pitcher. <laughs> um, I mean, this is what happens. Young pitchers go through ebbs and flows a lot more than older pitchers, and Abbott is you know, going through some of that adversity, but I feel like he still has a good enough repertoire to make it work against the Cubs. Bryce Elder in Rocky, in Coors, I should say, got the win because it's Atlanta offense in Coors. <laughs> so he won six innings, four and runs, eight hits, one walk, and four Ks. What was really interesting here is that he did the Blake Stump blueprint, which is not what you normally see. Normally, he's sinker's arm side and slider's glove side, but you got a lot of other stuff here. You got some four seamers upstairs, you got those sliders down. It's very interesting. Obviously, we leave him on the wire with the Dodgers next. Jameson Tyno against the Brewers really needs to squeeze everything out of what he has to be successful. And he almost did it here. Six innings, four and runs, nine hits at zero walks, and six Ks. He had 52% CSW on his cutter, which was his most featured pitch, but the rest of it wasn't well spotted. And yeah, we don't want to go after Jameson Tyon right now. Bobby Miller against the Diamondback, six innings, four and runs, seven hits at two walks, four Ks. Very disappointing. Uh, after 44% CSW on his changeup, which he threw a lot in the zone, and not a single one allowed a hit. Actually, it was the slider that was hung a lot inside the zone, and that really did the most damage against him. Well, there were some four-seamer hits as well, but those were around the edges. And it's really just that slider getting down in arm side, that or glove side, that really is it. Like, he should be so good, but he just hasn't hit, gotten that last element done yet with his slider. Once that clicks, oh boy. Um, Michael Kopech against the uh, against the Orioles. Yeah, you should just not start Michael Kopech. Cool. All right. Uh, Christian Javier against the, the Red Sox. Actually had decent four-seamer whiffs again, but he had an overall 57% strike rate. And it's just six walks. I mean, we got to stop doing this, right? Just no more. I, I, I was in for like a second again because I saw the sliders getting strikes again. But no, you just can't do this. Josiah Gray against the Jays, two innings, four and runs, four hits, four walks, and two Ks and 63 pitches. And at least a sinker went arm side, but a sub-30% of a swing, yeah. 
Sorry, Josiah Gray. Um, Lucas Giolito against the Phils. Four, 5.2 innings, 500 runs, for its four walks, six Ks. But he was at 94, which is excellent for Giolito. And his changeup earned 11 whiffs. I feel like the skills are there. Um, he just got a little bit unlucky um, in this one. And, of course, lost a few batters. Zach Gallen did not do well against the Dodgers after doing well last week against the Rangers. So it goes. We just move on. Kenta Maheda is worrying me a little bit. This is three straight starts where he's been disappointing. Um, a 12% CSW on the splitter, but also the slider just returned one whiff. And that has to step up more when the splitter isn't dominating. And it really hasn't the last three starts. So he had to turn to four seamers 44% of the time. That's like the third thing that's been 44% in this roundup. But yeah, this is not the Maeda that we want to see. I'm a little worried, especially with the Rangers up next. I don't think you start him there. And I just hope that we see, would we feel more confident after that start. At least the, hopefully the skills would be there that we feel good against better matchups. And then there's Kyle Muller. He's throwing harder, but it does not matter. 600 runs in four innings. And Xavier Curry, 600 runs in two innings. Absolutely not there. Uh, looking forward to today's starting pitchers. We have Pablo Lopez, George Kirby, Clayton Kershaw, Sandy Alcantara, Corbin Burns, Cole Reagans. Yes. Tarek Scoople and Justin Steele, obviously. Start all of those guys. Probably start here is pretty simple. Have Jose Barrios, Gavin Williams, Seth Lugo, Aaron Savali, Dean Kramer, Brandon Williamson as a stream pick of the day against the Giants. I'm still pretty shocked that he can be the streaming pick because he's been really good. And Merrill Kelly against the Dodgers. Even though it's the Dodgers, Merrill Kelly's just been so fun. I feel like you have to do that of a two double-digit strikeout games in his last three. Um, and the question will start to you. Michael Lorenzen against the Angels. I know some people will be like, wait, what the heck? It's Michael Lorenzen. Yeah, I know, but he's been really bad against two very weak teams his last two. I feel like the wheels are falling off. Alex Cobb against the Reds. If he has a splitter again, it's good. But last start was the first start in, what, I think the second in 10 games that he's had a splitter. So I'm not going to buy into Alex Cobb having it. But if he does, it can't come through. So I understand if you want to chase it. Uh, Charlie Morton in cores, you'll get a win probably. Uh, JP France uh, is better than he was last time as he gets Boston a second time. Uh, Tyler Anderson could have his changeup against the Phillies. Brian Bayo gets Houston. That's just not fun. Um, Andrew Heaney against the Mets is a cherry bomb. Jose Quintana gets the Rangers. Oh, that's not cool. And Johnny Brito will have an opener as he gets the Ranger, uh, the Tigers, which is kind of tempting, but then you realize that it is Johnny Brito who has such a low floor and a very minimal ceiling. Um, do not start tier is Ken Waltachuk if you're desperate for strikeouts against the Mariners and fine, but I don't want to do it. Mackenzie Gore gets the the, rain, the Jays. No, thank you. Zach Thompson's a lefty against the Padres. Absolutely not. Jesse Schulten's against Baltimore. Isn't so terrible, but yeah, no thanks. I, it, it looks like it's Luis Ortiz against the Royals for the Pirates. I don't want to do that. And then it's Peter Lambert against Atlanta. Uh, it might be Andre Jackson um, instead of Luis Ortiz. If that's the case, I still probably going to have Jackson down there, maybe above Mackenzie Gore or Ken Waldachuk, but regardless, you don't want to start Andre Jackson. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's starters. Uh, we have Garrett Cole, Spencer Strider, Zach Eflin, Brandon Woodruff, uh, Logan Webb, Jesus Lizardo, Jesus Lizardo, I should say, uh, Sonny Gray, Bryce Miller, I guess Oakland, oof, uh, Tanner Bybee, and Chris Bassett are all pretty clear auto starts. Uh, you have Probable start tier of Lance Lynn against the Diamondbacks. Hunter Green. Framber Valdez, he should be fine. I didn't really like the last start, even though it was 7 no hit innings. It was just super reliant on the sinker. And Hunter Green's been, I know, terrible the last two, but it's the Giants now in Oracle Park. And Green is better than the results have been. The skills were much better. 
Uh, Cal Hendricks has been safe. Mitch Keller has been surprisingly very good last two starts. And Christopher Sanchez barely is my streaming pick of the day, right around 20% rostered against the Angels. Questionable start here is Kodai Senga against the Rangers. It's the Rangers, but it's Kodai Senga, but it's the Rangers. Dylan sees against the Orioles. He's a cherry bomb. Same with Cal Gibson on the other side of that. Reed Demers is also a cherry bomb, I guess, at this point against the Phillies. It could work, but probably not. Dane Dunning, uh, if he does have his sliders and cutters back, that would be great. And he could do that well, do well there. Brandon fought against the Dodgers. It's been a Vargas rule with the four seamer and slider. Both been good, but I just don't buy this one whatsoever, especially against the Dodgers. Ugh. Uh, Matt, Matt Manning against the Yankees, maybe, but he also had back spasms uh, or a back injury that pulled him out of the last game. We don't even know if he's going in this one. And Carter Crawford gets to the Astros, and I don't want to do that either. And then do not start here. Angel Zerpa gets the Pirates, it looks like. We're not totally sure on that, but Singer's not going to go because they are skipping him for a week. Patrick Corbin gets a Jays. No thanks, Zach Neal. Maybe there's a win against the Mariners. He did last time, but I doubt it. Miles Michael is absolutely not against the Padres. Kyle Freeland is in cores against Atlanta. Oh boy. And Rich Hill probably doesn't go five innings. So no thank you there. All right. That is it for today. Thanks so much for your support. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys uh, later this week in LA. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your balance be low and your strikeouts high.